1: Hey, DJs, is Friday, July 21st. We've got more NFL under-the-radar players to talk about do running backs matter? We'll see if any of these do. I'm Mad Max. Join me, the one and only Sex Panther Panther. Happy Friday.
0: Oh, happy Friday. Ready to start the weekend. I'm oh, going to make a real quick pit stop at the casino here in a minute. And um, who are we fucking? Oh, yes, we're fucking the Cubs yesterday. They cost us our parlay, so fuck you, Cubs.
1: Yes, fuck the Cubs, indeed. I'm. I did pretty good baseball betting wise yesterday, but yeah, it's. I it was keeping an eye on the Parlay. I'm like, where are we at? Where are we at? Where are we at? What the fuck, Cubs?
0: Really? Really? The goddamn Cardinals. All right, Steven Matz. Really? Uh,
1: something tells me we'll be looking at that series once again today. If I had a little crystal ball, no fucking Domus envelope to my head, I think we're gonna be talking about that game a little bit later in the show, but first we got some NFL talk, Panther. We were talking NFL yesterday. We got through under-the-radar quarterbacks. Now we're moving on to running backs and wide receivers. Running back on the list, the first one is of the Bills, Damian Harris. So Harris scored 12 touchdowns in goal-to-go uh, goal to situations, 10th in the NFL over the last two seasons. Um, can he help Buffalo is he is he is he, is he the guy that's gonna do it? Is he is he gonna is he gonna help Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills finally make it over the hump and be able to slay Kansas City or in my my book more importantly slay Cincinnati since I think Cincinnati's the team to beat. Does Buffalo uh, with with a running back or the right running back are they the team to beat then?
0: No. No, and he's not the right running back i think he just adds to a hodgepodge of mediocre running backs that they've had since josh allen arrived and they tried to build this offense the one thing that they haven't had is a bell cow a receiving back they've they've just had this revolving door of running backs damian harris himself was part of a platoon in new england and i think he's just another cog in the wheel in buffalo i don't think he becomes a primary focus. I would be stunned if he was. So, no, I don't think Damian Harris is a difference maker for the Buffalo Bills.
1: Do I. And I think we're going to get to a couple of running backs that exchange teams, a couple of running backs that I do think could have been difference makers on Buffalo. I don't think Damian Harris is the guy. All right. Next on the list, we're talking about Cam Akers. I know a lot about Cam Akers. I know a thing or two about Cam Akers. Here's a guy. That looked like a shining star for the Rams, and then you know, less than a year later, they're talking about trading this guy. And then, lo and behold, they keep him, and now here he's on the team. The Rams are a weird team, but listen, you still got Matthew Stafford, you still got Cooper Cup, you still got Cam Akers, you still got Aaron Donald. There's talent on this team. If Cam Akers has that, you know, second breakout like he did, that you know, his first breakout, he's a dangerous player. He either becomes a trade asset. Or he becomes a guy that does turn that team around and, and make them a dangerous offense. Where does Cam Akers fit in your book?
0: Uh, yeah, I want to rename him. Um, he's Kawhi Akers in my book. Because when, he is on the, <laughs> when he's on the field, he is as advertised. He's, been, he's a difference maker. He's a bell cow. He does everything you want from your running back. Problem is, he doesn't stay on the field. And I think that's been kind of the problem or the fear that you have as a Rams fan like yourself looking forward is, uh, you know, can we keep Stafford healthy? Can we keep Cuff healthy? Can we keep Acres healthy? Darnold's not really – He's Darren Donald's been a fine, um, so we're not really worried about him. But that offense, keeping those weapons healthy has got to be the big question mark, and that is the big question mark with Cam Akers. If he plays 17 games, the the Rams' fortunes are far more positive. But without him being healthy – I don't know what you say about the Rams' rushing attack.
1: Yeah, Kawhi Acres, I accepted. I would have also accepted Cam Fakers. That would have been a good one as well. <laughs> you know, we could play on words there because uh, when when he is uh, when he's there, he's the real deal. When 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 he's injured, uh, it's it's a mirage. It's this false hope. It's it's uh, it's this typical, you know, uh, Rams uh, peaks and valleys, right? Like uh, you know, I've been a Rams fan since. I was about seven years old. You know, I think I've told the story on the show of how I became a Rams fan back in, in 1988. And I mean, they they were a shitty team when I started rooting for them. They were a shitty team throughout most of the 90s. Had that that, that nice little stretch, late 90s, early thousands, when, when, you know, Kurt Warner was there, Marshall Falk and so forth. And uh, then they they went through some shitty times. They went through the Jeff Fisher times. <laughs> <laughs> which which coincide both. And then they had, you know, that that rise and now it looks like they're back on this dip. Uh, so I'm hoping that Cam Akers uh, starts off really strong because a team's gonna want him. A team's gonna want to trade for him. And I think that the Rams could get a lot of assets for them and, and you know, they need assets because if you remember they fucking traded they all, traded all, their all. <laughs> draft picks. All right. Now here's the two guys, under radar guys. I don't know if you call them under the radar necessarily, but uh, guys that exchange teams uh one of them was a surprise one of them was a shock that they exchange teams one of them's kind of in a logjam now the first one i want to talk about is jamal williams uh now on the saints um you know this dude i i was shocked to see him uh you know uh, be dealt uh, yeah i think it was delta not released and now here he is, he's, 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 kind of in a platoon with Alvin Kamara, which is important because Alvin Kamara is another guy that when he's on the field, unbelievable, when he's on the field, unbelievable, you know, uh, Jamal Williams, adding add to that saints, you, you, you brought in your boy, right? Now let's see if Derek Carr can do it there in, in the big easy. You spent some time in new Orleans. Did you, did you, did you have some quarterback whispering with, uh, with Derek Carr? Did what, what's he think about Jamal Williams?
0: Uh, I did not quarterback whisper with Derek Carr, but I will tell you this, being down in New Orleans, um, Drew Brees is basically next to God down there. I, they worship Drew Brees. They think uh, they, they even like the Purdue Boilermakers because of Drew Brees. So Derek Carr's got his work cut out for him if he wants to make a, a dent in the quarterback hierarchy in New Orleans. But the signing of Williams, I think, maybe has a little to do with Kamara having legal issues. I believe he's got some legal issues that he is facing that may or may not have been resolved. I really have not been on top of that saga. Um, but the interesting thing was, if I recall, that was a draft day trade that they unloaded Williams. Detroit mm-hmm. decided to draft mm-hmm. a rookie and mm-hmm. go a different way. And Williams had a great year last year. So, I mm-hmm. listen, I don't know if there was a locker room cancer or something going on. Um, it does make you scratch your head of why they did. Uh, and, you know, without having uh, Sean, God, have Peyton Payton down there, um, you know, th- we got all kinds of questions in New Orleans. So to say that Williams is a difference maker with a quarterback question mark, a coaching question mark, a Camara question mark, fuck, um, I don't know. Uh, we'll just leave this one as to be determined.
1: Yeah, another guy to be determined, you got to remember who Jamal Williams' teammate was in Detroit last year. That was one, DeAndre Swift. Well, DeAndre Swift is out of there. He's gone because, as you mentioned, the Lions drafted Jameer Gibbs. But they also got David Montgomery. I like David Montgomery. I really do. And I'm, I'm kind of bummed that Chicago didn't keep him because Chicago's one of those teams that we've been trying to keep an eye out on. I was highly critical of Justin Fields. I still am critical of Justin Fields, but I started to see a little bit of glimpses, right? Of what could be, you know, I, I, started making the joke, the future of the NFL, that, that joke could come to fruition if they can put it together. So it was, it was weird to see David Montgomery go. Now he's on the lions uh, and he's going to be platooned with the, the rookie Jameer Gibbs. Good situation for David Montgomery. Great offense, right? Good good opportunity. Could he be a breakout this year?
0: Um, I mean, possibly, I just don't understand. I am of the I, I'm older. I'm going on fifty two years old. I am of the uh, bell cow, the the guy the the one man wrecking ball at running back. I don't like this platoon thing that the NFL has gone to. So if Montgomery is going to split time with Gibbs, then, I don't. I mean, Montgomery isn't. is a very capable pass catcher. We really didn't get to see how good he could be because, uh, as Justin Fields found out, that offensive line in Chicago may have been one of the worst in the NFL. It was probably the worst in the NFL last year, and maybe one of the worst in the history of the NFL. Justin Fields was throwing a lot of balls falling towards his back. Um, so. You know what Montgomery did there was probably quite successful. Giving the poorest offensive line, he has a much better offensive line, uh, a much better offensive scheme, playmakers surrounding. It could be, but I, I guess my big question mark is, what do they do with that running game? Is it just going to be two guys thrown in there the same way Swift and Williams were last year? And you know they just think it's a plug and play system. If that's the case. Montgomery will be fine. Doesn't necessarily make him a difference maker.
1: All right. On to wide receivers. The first one up here. Uh, I feel bad for the guy. I think he has an opportunity to have a great year, but when you have, uh, Zay flowers as one, uh, wide receiver and you got Odell Beckham jr. As another wide receiver. And then you got the big, uh, million dollar man, multi-million-dollar man at your quarterback that can throw and run, um, you kind of feel sorry for Rashad Bateman, but I see a lot of upside in this guy. I think he can have a big breakout year. Uh, I definitely think he's under the radar. What do you think of Rashad Bateman?
0: I do think he's under the radar. And when you mentioned the other names, Flowers and Odell Beckham, it's very likely he ends up getting the nickel back or the, you know, the third defensive back, a safety trying to cover him. He's probably not going to get the premier defender, so he could get some favorable matchups. Um, But this is the thing that we've been waiting for, for Lamar Jackson to get some weapons. And if his running backs are healthy this year, I'm telling you, I know we're not really doing our show, our NFL future show, but I've got my eye on these Baltimore Ravens.
1: All right. It seemed that I do legitimately have my eye on. I mentioned it before. That is the Chicago Bears, the Chicago Bears. They've got D.J. Moore now. you got to remember, they traded uh, with uh, Carolina, right? They got D.J. Moore. They got Darnell Mooney. And la- mid last year, at some point last year, the Pittsburgh uh, Steelers traded Chase Claypool over to the Bears, and he didn't look great. But now, uh, new new offensive weapons, new offensive philosophy, uh, see if they can uh, get another, uh, you know, some progression out of Justin Fields this year. Uh, Chase Claypool had some moments in Pittsburgh Is this year? Is this the year we finally see Chase Claypool step up?
0: I think he should. You know, the Bears' offense is going to be completely determined by how good that offensive line is. You've seen—I mean, you trashed Justin Fields initially, and I think you saw the glimpses of his athleticism. This guy is a warrior. This guy will go out and take the hits. This guy will run he will move he will do whatever he can but for the first two years of his career he's really been running for his life if you can give Justin Fields some time to throw the ball the guy can sling it he can sling that ball down the field he just needs more than 0.8 seconds to do it Chase Claypool could be the prime benefactor here this is all going to be predicated on how good that offensive line is and if Justin Fields has time to throw the ball
1: I'd tell you this. you know the Chicago Bears have played in some of the ugliest, worst games that I've seen over the last like decade. like last year or the, two, the last two years, they've just been some terrible games and 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 in fact my my lasting memory of Trey Lance was that rain game against Chicago. You remember that shitty? oh my God, that was one of the worst. Um I think Chicago is a team that I do have an eye out on this year. i I, I, I think, really you know it's it, the north is going to be tough I, I kind of said this tongue in cheek you know uh the other day when we we're yesterday in fact when we are talking about like the the NFC West and then it ended up being the East last year as a competitive team don't discount the North man because you got Detroit Minnesota ain't necessarily going away I know that they've got a, you know a couple of moves that they made that you know Dalvin Cook no longer there but you know running backs don't matter uh, and uh <laughs> Chicago's an up and coming team. Green Bay is the big question mark, but if if you've learned one thing about the Green Bay Packers over the last, what, you know, 30 or so years, they find a way. They find a way to be competitive. Uh, I don't believe in Jordan Love there. I really don't. But, you know, uh, who knows? I think it's a highly competitive division, and the Chicago Bears have a chance to be in the mix there. Chase Claypool could play a big role there. Okay, closing this out, we got two more names i want to talk about actually yeah three more three more names i want to talk about uh first one up Michael Pittman of the Colts uh Kadarius Tony of the Chiefs DJ Chark of the Panthers which of those guys are are you more in love with
0: uh probably Kadarius Tony in Kansas City i mean he's going to fill a void that was vacated by other option receivers that aren't you know aren't named Well, Tyreek Hill was was gone last year, but Travis Kelsey, you know, the Chiefs throw the ball, and they're going to have to throw it to somebody. I think Tony will definitely have his opportunities to make some big plays. I like Michael Pittman as a wide receiver, but rookie quarterback, right? We, we don't know what to expect with the Colts' offense. Rookie quarterback, they'll probably lean very heavily on Jonathan Taylor, who is also in a contract year, so he's going to be wanting to make a splash. So I don't know what to think of Michael Pittman and what that offense is going to do. And who was the third one? Uh,
1: that was DJ Chark, also playing with a rookie quarterback down there in Carolina.
0: Yeah, I see the same, same thing. Um, I mean, I kind of wish chark was still in jacksonville but mm-hmm. um yeah i mean he, he's a very capable very good he's not one of those big names like you don't ever really hear dj chark's name but if you're a fantasy player which you i know, know a lot the, of our listeners are you know, are, know, you, DJ you chark. know who yeah. dj park <laughs> is yeah so yeah. uh opportunities there but no mccaffrey in carolina anymore rookie quarterback um so a lot of questions down in carolina
1: I mean it's hard not to say that Kadarius Tony is the guy out of there, you know, the potential. He's he's fast. He could kind of he almost he's definitely not as fast as as as, as Hill. I'm no, I'm not saying that, but he's a fast guy. He kind of fills that that opportunity to get a you know, a guy that can make something out of nothing. You know, those little stupid shovel passes from fucking Mahomes that can go for 80 yards. He's the kind of guy that can, they can do that. But I think Chark is the guy that I really want to look at here. I know, again, Bryce Young, rookie quarterback, yada, yada, yada. They're going to have Adam Thielen, a veteran guy that's that's a wide receiver there, uh, you know, to kind of like, you know, balance things out a little bit. Uh, Chark, man, he's the beast. He's, he's got to be like 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, that dude's a fucking monster out there. Uh, Bryce Young, he's going to have a big target downfield to just launch it to. And if he can connect, I think Chark is the guy that could have kind of that breakout season. All right. There's enough NFL talk. We got NBA talk next week. I sent Panther uh, something la- last night to, to go over. So we're going to talk some NBA early next week. But for right now, we're going to take a quick break and talk Major League Baseball. Stay tuned. Guess who's back? Back again. My bookie's back. Tell a friend. up-to-the-minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, anywhere. Use the promo code DGENS to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. All right, we're back possibly never left Panther. Where are we, uh, where are we at in Major League Baseball today?
0: Oh, we're going to start with the D-Gen's favorite team, the Cincinnati Reds. Our boy Andrew Abbott came through for us yesterday. Today they uh, are going to throw Ben Lively going against the Arizona Diamondbacks who are in for a set. They're going to throw Henry, not one of their – it's not Kelly, and it's not um, Zach Gallen. So at minus 120 with this offense looking like they're starting to find their way again, I think the Reds get it done. Give me Cincinnati for 10 bucks.
1: You know, I thought I was betting this one. I thought I was betting Cincinnati, and I actually mistyped it to cincinnati So I was leaning cincinnati apparently. Um, I, I, I'm i fine with throwing this into the D-Gen parlay. I, I really am surprised that I didn't end up betting this one. I do like Cincinnati. I get I get minus 115 over at DraftKings. So uh, I'll lock that in for you. Minus 115 on the Cincinnati Reds. And I'm going to throw it into the parlay. So more sport lean on cincinnati
0: Rip the Band-Aid off. We'll talk about your Metropolitans traveling north. going to go take on the Boston Red Sox. Senga taking the mound, going against Cutter Crawford. And I will maintain, I know you agree with me, Cutter Crawford's the best fucking baseball name in the history of ever. Like, whoever named ever, him.
1: Ever. ever. Just, Let's get, just, get rid of the Cy Young, the Cutter Crawford.
0: Got <laughs> the Cutter Crawford award. Uh, but, listen, Boston is uh, sneaky. This is a sneaky team that we're not talking about enough And the Mets are the Mets. I'm not really excited about the Mets. They've been very subpar on the road. Senga's been very subpar Uh, at home, minus 120, Crawford on the mound. I like the way the Red Sox are playing. I'm going to take a little bit of a flyer, I guess. Give me the Red Sox for 10 bucks.
1: I don't think it's a flyer. I think the Red Sox is going to win this game. <laughs> I mean, I think I think I think the Red Sox are just absolutely going to win this game. Uh, More spot lean. Listen, you know, I'm I'm a huge fan of the city of Boston. Like, really, it's an amazing city. Like, yeah, I, you know, I, I got my degree in history. I don't know if anyone anyone even knows that. I don't think I've ever mentioned that on the show before. I don't even think you knew that. I got my degree in history, so as a history guy, you know, going to Boston, all the, all the history there, just beautiful. You know. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I used to go up there a lot to, to go to Celtics games. So that's, that's, that was, uh, that was my, uh, my thing, you know, uh, I've been to, uh, been to Fenway there, um, you know, uh, great fucking ballpark, right. Uh, you know, it's, it's cool. It's a cool place. Um, uh, Mets, uh. Yeah, they're not as good as Boston this year. No, they're really not. And they spent more money than Boston, I think, <laughs> by, by by twofold, maybe. Uh, the Red Sox uh, are a sneaky, good team and doing it without, you know, a, a ton of big names. Now, they got some big salary. Don't get me wrong. Like, I mean, they, they, you know, they still got, you know, the Chris Sale thing. You know, they've got guys on the books that aren't necessarily the difference makers. So they got some big salary on the books, but they're kind of doing it without, you know, trying to bring in the big name players. Uh, I think they get it done today. A lean on Boston.
0: Next next game up, the Philadelphia Phillies are traveling to Cleveland. Ranger Suarez taking the mound, arguably been their best pitcher uh, as of late. Tawan Walker had been solid until yesterday, kind of got hit hard. Uh, Going against Williams for Cleveland, listen, if it's not Shane Beaver or maybe Savali, I'm really not high on this Cleveland team. They're not a very good offensive team. They really struggle to put up runs, and the Phillies – have the propensity to put up runs on any given night. Their offense is markedly better than the Guardians. I think they've got the offensive advantage, they've got the pitching advantage, which makes my minus 125 either a trap or a huge value. Either way, I'm on the Phillies for 10 bucks.
1: Listen, man, I fade you on the Phillies yesterday, and I made some money. And I'm gonna fade you on the Phillies again today. <laughs> and I'm hopefully gonna make some money. I agree with you, the Guardians. I mean, they, their offense looks good when they play Pittsburgh, right? You know, when, <laughs> when you put up uh, what was it 36 runs over three games, you, you look pretty fucking good. Um, I listen, Cleveland at home. I I don't I don't think this is a plus line anymore either. I no, I can still get plus 105. I, Man, the steam is on my side, man. I, I would definitely worry if I were you. Uh, we'll, we'll on Monday. We'll see who comes out on top of this one. I'm gonna bet Cleveland. Ten dollar bet on the Guardians.
0: In my defense, I do this shit at like two thirty-three in the morning, so the, I I get it right when the bookies put it out. You get to at least see three or four hours of movement. Maybe I'm wrong, but I wrote it down so it's in the books. Next game up, the White Sox are at Minnesota. On paper, this looks like an absolute pitching nightmare. Lance Lynn, who has not been the same Lance Lynn from last year, going against Joe Ryan, who is the same Joe Ryan from last year. I think the Twinkies got the better pitcher. They've got the better offense, and they're at home. Minus 160 is right there on the line where I kind of think about run lining it. I just don't trust the Twins that much. So I'm going to eat the 160 and put 10 bucks on the Twinkies.
1: Yeah, Sport lean uh, with you with with Minnesota. Let's see the best line I can get you there. Uh, uh, minus one forty eight. I'll get you minus one forty eight. Um, oh, I can't say the book's name because you know I, I don't give them free free advertising. <laughs> uh, but they they are one of the most competitive sports books. I will tell you that, guys. If you download and listen to every single episode, you know which one. Or if you join hey, listen if you join the Discord and you want to know where I find the most value, I, I'm not going to say their name unless they become a sponsor for us. I'm not going to say their name, but yeah, minus 148 over that sports book, and yeah, tons of moral support here. Uh, you know, I, I think Minnesota. Um, they they're not they're not a team that I would say is a threat per se, uh, but it's a team that I think is better than I thought they were going to be. You know, I I I really uh, I really think that Minnesota has an opportunity if they make some moves at the trade deadline here. You know, uh, n- not to make a playoff run per se, but to make things difficult for teams in the playoffs, if that makes any sense to you. Uh, I'm going to lean Minnesota with you today.
0: All right. Next game up, going out to the West Coast, where the Angels will host Pittsburgh. We talked about Pittsburgh. Not a, I mean, they make bad offensive teams look really good. I don't know what they're going to do with a team that, you know, sports Shohei Otani, who also will be pitching. Today, uh, and uh, a pretty capable offense. They hit home runs. They manufacture runs. I, I just there's a huge disparity here. Oviedo against Otani. God's pitching. God's hitting. God's looking for a five hundred million dollar contract. Uh, give me God and the Angelites on the run line for ten bucks.
1: I'll pull up this run line. I was, I was a one ninety. I thought you were gonna just do it. I thought you gonna do the one ninety. Uh the Angels I can get you plus one oh four. That's actually pretty good. That's not that's actually a pretty good value there. Uh more support. Yeah, I think I think the Angels of the Play here. Um even at the minus 190, you know, I, I probably could bet this. I, I choose not to. Like, I, you know, there's a formula in my spreadsheet that, like, you know, w- once it gets over the, the minus 160 mark, right? Uh, right. The, you know, it's just like, yeah, well, watch out for that one. Uh, so, yeah, I, I do think a- Angels win. The The implied probability on their side. I'm just not going to bet it. Lean on the Angels.
0: All right, last game up for me. The Astros taking on Oakland. Another pitching and hitting discrepancy here from Bert Valdez taking the mound going against JP Sears for Oakland. Oakland is at home, so their five hundred fans can see the Astros play, but uh I, I just see this as David versus Goliath. Give me Goliath on the run line for ten bucks.
1: It's minus one forty five. However, if you want the, the the minus two and a half, I can get you plus one oh five.
0: Uh, we'll just stick with the minus one forty-five. I'm not that big. I'm not that big of a degenerate.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll give you some moral support here too. I do think uh, that that Houston wins this one. I do think that they're the play. You had a lot of games, and we we only we if we we didn't agree on any. We didn't bet on either of the same games. That's unbelievable.
0: You have anything else to add?
1: I have lots to add. How funny! We're probably gonna hit them all. <laughs> I'm oh gonna God. start. I called it. I called it early in the show. By the way, hey Ramon, listening. I, how the fuck, is Ramon, doing up this this early. Uh, maybe it's uh, har- harvesting his uh, crops. Uh, again, if you're part of the asylum, you know what we're talking about here. Okay, listen. Uh, Saint Louis at Chicago. Uh, you know, we, we missed we missed on the Cubbies yesterday. I, I love steel on the mounds today. Flaherty's been so hit or miss this year, and I think that's why, you know, we're probably getting a little bit of a value play here. I think Chicago wins this one. They're not going to lose two in a row to St. Louis. $10 bet on the Cubbies.
0: I completely agree. At 3 o'clock in the morning, it was shown as off on my book. So a no play for me, but um, Cubbies are home, yes? Yes, sir. Yeah, yes, Cubbies sir. with Cub- steel Cubbies on the home,
1: and it's a it's a, a early game. It's Apple TV 2:20 uh, p.m. game. I like those. I like those early games in Chicago.
0: Yeah, and then they the Chicago White's have kind of the, a staple around here for them. They they've made a namesake of those day games over in Wrigley Field. So I'm with you. Moral support. Matter of fact, I will let you put that in the parlay.
1: Thank you so much. Because I was going to say I'm going to put this in the parlay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh next one up for me we got a lot of guys in this chat from the state that that shall not be named i won't name a sp- specific sports book and because of one sex panther i, I won't say a specific state as well but x chris you know who i'm talking about x chris this this one's for you i'm gonna bet the detroit tigers uh i, I like them uh, you know san diego they they failed you. They failed you again, right? I think what did he give up? Uh, he gave up one run yesterday. Like Blake right? Snell
0: gave up one yeah. run. No runs. He gave run up
1: support. one run yesterday. Could not. Yeah, it's fucking. It's 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 Blake DeGrom out there right now. Poor fucking guy. Uh, I I don't like the San Diego team on the road. And you know, Detroit's one of the surprising teams. Um, I know a lot about one Seth Lugo, the 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 pitcher that is uh, getting the start for San Diego. And I, I think the pitching advantage goes to the Tigers and them at home and the plus line. And, yeah, I'm going to do it. $10 bet on Detroit.
0: Uh, hard to disagree. And, I mean, don't look now. Look over your shoulder. But the Detroit Tigers are five games out of first place. They may very well be buyers coming into the trade deadline. I don't think they're a threat to win a World Series or anything. But they could be one of those teams that if they get into the dance, they could really make life hard on some teams. They have played some pretty good baseball and at home. Kind of hard to disagree with you. I like the Tigers at home. Lean on Detroit. All right, last one up. Let's
1: close the show out talking about one of my uh, favorite betting teams as of late, and that's the Milwaukee Brewers. Yes, the Milwaukee Brewers hosting the best team in baseball, the Atlanta Braves. But the best, best team in baseball might be making some moves for some pitching because when you get to the back of the rotation, kind of vulnerable, and that's where we're at today. And Peralta's on the mound for the Brewers. Brewers at home. Brewers getting a plus line here. Oh, man. This is this is a value play, but you're losing value by the minute. In fact, when I had this up not too long ago, it was plus 110. The best I can get right now is plus one oh eight at that sports book that, that shall be not not be named. It's plus one oh five, plus one oh two. I think someone knows something. I'm gonna follow that. Ten dollar bet on the brewers.
0: Well, the thing about the Braves is they might need help at the back end of the rotation to finish out the season, but they won't need it in the playoffs. They'll just throw Spencer Strider out there two out of five or three out of seven and uh, good luck beating him. Did you see that? 13 fucking strikeouts yesterday in like six innings. Ridiculous, Ridiculous how good Ridiculous. it is. Yeah. Uh, listen, I love the Braves. I think they're the better team. But and when Peralta's on the mound, he is a strikeout guy himself at home. If the Braves are going to be vulnerable, this is a situation where they might be. So I'll give you moral support. Just don't put it in the parlay.
1: Not putting in the parlay. I'm going to throw. I'm not going to do the run line, but I'm going to throw the Angels in the parlay minus the 190. So we got the Cincinnati Reds minus 115, Chicago Cubs minus 130, Los Angeles Angels minus 190. Not a ton of value. Pays out plus 406. But I like our chances here. We need to win one of these things. I'm fine with. I'm. Fi- I'm fine with just winning here. So let's just give it a shot. And that'll do it for today. Got the weekend coming up. Look forward to uh, watching some baseball and and catching up with you guys next Monday. But panther, until then, take us home.
0: All right. We're going home, and uh, you guys know the deal. Facebook, Twitter, kind of side marketing stuff that we do. The big deal is right here in the asylum. This is where the core hangs out. This is where the guys come in and shoot the shit with us. You can file, uh, find out what kind of crops people have got planted in their backyard or you know what kind of uh, other books that Max likes that finds better value. This is where it's at. Join the uh, Discord, join the asylum, come in and shoot the shit with us, call us out by name, we'll holler right back. But most importantly, let us know what you did yesterday what you're doing today and when it's all said and done kids, it's all make some money fools this show
1: is sports entertainment the information opinions and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only and any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk this podcast should not be considered professional advice in short don't be stupid gamble responsibly we will not be held responsible peace